quick word about our sponsor, Audible. Audible is the best provider of your favorite books in audio form so you can listen on the train, on the plane, or in the car on the way home from work. There are thousands of titles available to download, but for me, I want to read One Game at a Time by Harnarayan Singh. To start your 30-day free trial, visit audibletrial.com slash icecold. That's audibletrial.com slash icecold. Now, it's time for the episode. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Ice Cold Takes podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiMeglio, and in honor of his stellar play in the last five games, I thought it would be a good idea to have Alexei Lafreniere's father on this week. Okay, not actually his dad, but hypothetically speaking, you know. All right, Snags, welcome to the podcast. How are you, man? Thanks, man. Hey, I really appreciate it, and uh, you know, I, I love your podcast. I've been trying to get on for a little bit. It's tough with my uh, my work schedule, but I'm glad we figured it out. And I'm sorry you just debated everyone thinking Alexi Lafreniere's dad's joining, but uh, <laughs> the second best thing is his hypothetical father. So I'm, exactly. uh, I'm honored to be on. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. Well, you are bailing me out big time this week. We've tried. And tried and tried to get the one and only Kevin Weeks on the podcast. And, you know, it's just been unsuccessful. If you haven't if you haven't paid attention on Twitter, every day Ice Cold Takes, which is me, has been tweeting, you know, tagging Kevin Weeks at Kevin Weeks. We want you on the podcast. We'd love you to we'd love to have you on. Here's this meme. Valakett's my favorite backup goalie of all time, if you don't come on or whatever, stuff like that. And Snags has been helping me out a lot. And we've gotten Kevin to respond, or not respond, uh, to like a bunch of our tweets, but no response yet. So we're still waiting on that. Yeah, man. I mean, listen, he, he's just got to he's got to stop teasing us. He can't just come like the tweets and then just disappear. I know he's that's this whole thing like, hey, I'm in Cabo. Hey, I'm in the mountains. Like, look at this breaking news. We need him on the show. And uh, Kevin Weeks, if you're out there, come on, man. Tw- 20 minutes. That's it. Come on. 20, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. But we were, we were, I have to admit, we were successful. You helped me out big time. I went to like seven days trying to get Mike Rupp on. And as soon as you, you know, spread the word, I was like, all right, Stags, can you help me out here? And you retweeted it, got a bunch of people to say, to, to retweet. And it's like, oh yeah, Sean Avery is going to be my favorite fourth line grinder. Tanner Glass is going to be my favorite fourth line grinder. And then all of a sudden, Mike Rupp follows and then uh, sends us a DM. And he's like, LFG. I'm like, all right, this is awesome. And that's how we got Mike Rupp on the podcast. So, I mean, you helped me out big time there. That was a good episode too. Yeah, man. When I, when I saw that he responded to you, I was actually... <laughs> You, you had said something to me and I, I retweeted out and then I was driving to work and then my phone was just like, bing, 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 bing. And I'm like, what is going on? I, I pull in at work and I look and you said that he had messaged you. It was uh, it was pretty awesome. It was kind of out of nowhere, but that was uh, that was great. And now we just need uh, Kevin Weeks for the uh, the duo, the trifecta, you know? Yeah, that would be that would be great. I mean, Kevin Weeks, man, just that's it. 20 minutes. If you're listening, man, 20 minutes, that's all I need. That's it. Um. But anyways, I I wanted to ask you, so since you're Lafreniere's hypothetical father, how did that whole thing start? Why Lafreniere? Why not Kako? <laughs> Second you know, overall pick, you know? It, it's kind of funny. Um, I had Twitter for a long time, and then it was one night, it was like a, a month and a half ago, I just tweeted out that I wanted to find some crazy blue shirt fans to uh, to just become friends with and 
share the season with. And uh, yeah, it was like lightning in a bottle. I woke up the next day and just had like 400 retweets and likes on it and all these followers. And I actually got like shadow locked on Twitter. I was trying to follow everyone back and they like locked my account. And then I was trying to explain to people why I couldn't follow them back. And uh, yeah, no, I felt kind of bad. Uh, And some awesome people on Twitter, you know, uh, a lot of people, I'm in a bunch of group chats and uh, yeah, that's why I try to just spread the love. Uh, The Lafreniere thing, uh, when I came home from work one day, uh, we were doing the draft and my dad was like, Hey, I'm going to record the draft. And I'm like, we have such a little chance. Don't even record it. I had a bad day at work. I'm sitting on the couch and I didn't know he recorded. He recorded the thing. We ended up getting him. You saw the little blue on the corner of the, uh, the ball. And I just lost my mind. And ever since then, he's been my favorite player. I ended up getting a signed puck by him, which is awesome. And, uh, yeah. And so I just put in my bio, I'm his hypothetical father. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of how it happened, I guess. Oh, I love it. Yeah. The lottery, the lottery. Oh man. That that's like, it feels like yesterday, but it just, at the yeah. same time, it also feels like, like so long ago. It was amazing. I remember that too. That was a, a crazy, crazy moment. Cause like all the teams had an equal chance of, of getting in and Toronto was like, was really close to getting if you watched like the video like their ball went in and out and then i've watched the, the video quite a yeah. few times and bro if toronto got him i would have been like come on like they would like that wouldn't have been fair like, i know that would be pretty bad if that happened that wouldn't have been fair like honestly i mean he would probably be in the same position that he's in like with the rangers where That's he's true. overshadowed by a bunch of a bunch of people but listen he is not a bust. I'm done. I'm done looking at that. He is right now. He's playing out of his mind. Like the way he's been playing since the trade deadline, outstanding. Yeah, you I don't even s- entertain that convert that conversation of him being a bust anymore. I mean, listen, I, I've been chirped at a lot by Islander fans. I haven't watched a lot of the Islanders because, uh, I mean, quite honestly, it's a little brutal to watch them. But <laughs> you know, putting that aside, uh, I saw Barzell's stats the other day. I'm like. Lafreniere had more goals than him. I'm like, and I'm getting chirped at by these guys. The guy's on the third line, doesn't play the power play. I mean, he he gets he has power play time, but it's like 15 seconds a clip. Uh, I can't wait. I really can't wait. He's bred for big moments, uh, you know, as his dad, obviously. I know that. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm just excited to see him in the playoffs and Kako's back. I think they're going to be great together. Yeah, I th- Oof, that's going to be I think that's going to be the line tonight against Montreal. Of of course we're recording this uh Wednesday, April 27th by the way. So, uh there's news that Zach Jones might be going into the lineup bubble wrapping players. We'll get into that in a little bit, but I wanted to keep talking about Lafreniere. Uh he has never showed this amount of confidence in at all in the in the league. Under David Quinn, forget about it. Like that was just, you know, under him you couldn't even hold the puck on your backhand or else you'd get benched. <laughs> now he's doing all these crazy moves. He went through D'Angelo last night pretty easily. Uh, he made that great move on the power play against Boston to set up the Zibanejad goal, which was the only goal of the game for the Rangers. Uh, he's just, he's flying. He's absolutely flying right now, and I love to see it. And I don't know if you saw it, but I said that every team has an X factor in the playoffs. There's always that 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 guy that comes under the radar that you don't expect is going to break out that just Absolutely. so happens to do it during the playoffs and i think lafreniere is the prime candidate for the rangers yeah man just just touching on what you said before it it was honestly 
you know, he played on that right wing side and I'm not going to lie. When he got moved back to left wing, I was a little upset and it's that push pull with, uh, you know, Gerard Gallant that I, he's gotten us to where we are and it's the push pull of it being my favorite player that he's putting him back on the left wing. But honestly, watching these last couple games and watching how confident, like you said, he's gotten, that was the stuff where I, when I binged watched like 18 days in a row of his highlights after we drafted him uh, and we got lucky in the lotto, that's the Lafreniere I saw. And again, it takes a while because you're playing against the most elite talent. I mean, they said even Slavin's one of the best defenders in the league, apparently. I don't really follow statistically wise, but. Yeah, he's very, he's underrated. Like, I don't follow him statistically wise at all. Exactly. But and he put it, you know, he, he undressed him. So it's it's pretty awesome to watch, and we're watching him bloom right in front of our eyes. You know, he's got, I think it's 18 goals on the season now. He's two yeah. away from 20. I, I've been talking to, since the beginning, a uh, a guy on Twitter, uh, Lady Liberty, and we've been talking about Lafreniere, and really it's, you know, if he hit that 20-goal mark, we talked about it for a while, it would be a really big accomplishment, only because I, I think of this as like year one and a half for him. It's, you know, he went through a COVID year. He had a different head coach. They didn't really have a camp. There was no fans. He was away from family. So, you know, a lot of things went wrong. So I look at this as like rookie year 1.5 and 20 goals would be amazing for me. Where he's at right now, I'm completely happy going into the playoffs. Yeah, and I think you touched on it a little bit before. He All of his goals are 5v5. And yeah. that's that's kind of hard to do. Like he has more five v five goals at this point in his career than like uh, I forget what the it was a crazy stat. Like he had more than like Kopitar, like Stamkos, I think, or Huberdo. You're right, dude. There was like five guys up there that are all, uh, you know, all star type players, and yeah. he's one of the top. I don't know, I don't know right now, but he's like one of the top three on the team in five v five. And you know when he you add those points when you play on the power play, especially our power play. So you see a guy like that get some power play one time next year. And, you know, he increases his overall points by what? 25, you know, 30. It could be with mm-hmm. a, with a power play that dynamic. Yeah. So like for next year, you have to, you have to think, okay, so one of Stromer cop is coming back next year. You would have to think. So I think he's still not going to be on, power play one next year unfortunately unfortunately uh but i i think he could get some top six time if if vetrano doesn't come back i, I love yeah. vetrano but i, think I do he too would slot in i think he would slot in with zabanajad and Kreider. yeah and I, I remember there was a i watched like all the when i work i can't really watch the game so i listen to them mostly and mm-hmm. uh i listened to gerard gallant's post game it was maybe a couple months ago and he was talking about um, the line combinations and he was saying how on a, you know, on a, on a year like this, he doesn't want to move Kreider. He like he even thought of maybe moving Kreider to right wing, putting Lafreniere at left wing there, but you can't when the guy's chasing, you know, that, that many goals. So I understood, I think next year, I really think we might see a line shuffle. It would be really hard for me to believe that they're going to leave him on the third line. And, and if they do, I mean, it gives us tremendous depth. So I don't know. We're going to have to see. It's going to be really interesting. I do agree with you that either Strom or Cop's going to be gone. Honestly, I really like Cop. Strom plays really well with Panarin, so it's hard. Um, but Cop has been amazing since he joined the team. Yeah, and the, the instant chemistry between him and Panarin is just incredible. But you have to think about the handedness. He, is, he would have to be – Cop is currently playing on the wing, and if he moves to the center position, he's a lefty. 
instead yeah. of the usual righty that Strom uh, is. But I would I wouldn't be opposed to having Cop be the center, and then maybe next year Kako slots up up on that line. But we'll, we'll have to see that we're we're focused on on this year still because we still yeah, have the playoffs. Yeah, I don't even to get want to look ahead, man. <laughs> yeah, we still have the playoffs to get to. Uh, like I said, I think Lafreniere is a prime candidate for to be an X factor against uh, in the playoffs against whoever the first round opponent is. Which, by the way, I think the best matchup. I don't know about you, but I think the best matchup for the Rangers got to be the Penguins. Yes, I could not agree with you more. Yep. Like Ovechkin I mean, and watching that man destroy the Rangers for so many years. Uh, I mean, yeah, I agree. I, I couldn't agree more. I really think the Penguins would be our best matchup. It's kind of it's kind of close because we did play well against Washington that second game this during the regular season against them. We played we played very well. We held Wilson without a hit. Like that was one of our strongest performances all year. I remember that game. Absolutely. Um, I think Lafreniere might have had a goal in that one. Either that or he set – I think that was the behind-the-back pass to Zibanejad. Yeah, I think you're right. Yep. Yep. That was that was then. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lafreniere was, was playing well then. Uh, he's still playing well now. Uh, five points in the last five games and points in three consecutive games. I want him to get some first-line time uh, in these last two games. I want him to get as much ice time as possible. Kind of like just plug-and-play right there. I want him getting power play time. Hell, give him penalty kill time. I don't care. Last <laughs> put two games a, put him season. on everything. <laughs> put him on everything. Like, this is what should have been happening under David Quinn, but he was too stubborn. Like, last year, Lafreniere should have had every opportunity to exceed. Him and Kako should have been on power play one. They should have been on the penalty kill. They should have been on the first and the second line, not on the third line. In a, in a year like last year where you, you could experiment, I think that was uh, that was the move, but apparently David Quinn thought better. He thought his decision was better, and I guess that's why he's not here anymore. And Plant <laughs> is kind of running with Lafreniere, pl- plugging him in all over the lineup, and you saw that he was out there for like the last two, three minutes of the game. Yeah, the man, I a- absolutely. That was actually something I was going to bring up before, um, that, you know, I think they called the timeout and I saw Lafreniere kind of straddle the bench and I thought he was going on the bench and I was like, who are we putting on the ice besides him right now? Cause we're down cop. And he was actually just trying to see the board, I guess uh, that they were drawing the play up on, mm-hmm. but yeah, he didn't take him off the ice. All those guys look gassed. That was a, that was a great ending to the game. Uh, as you saw when Lafreniere went to the boards, I think he was looking at the team saying one more that looked like what he was saying or that something to that extent. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, it's it's hard because I always like to talk him up because he's my favorite player, but I just think players like him and Kako, I, I, treading back a bit, I think Kako's you know growth was stunted so much by Quinn. I think he has a chance to really break out in the playoffs. I mean, when we got him, his like player analysis was like there's it, under improvement. It said like you know little improvement. It was like he was a complete player, mm-hmm. and I think him being paired with a guy with a lot of talent that's breaking out right in front of our eyes like Lafreniere, I think that line can be insanely dangerous. If they take these next two games and sit everyone, rest everyone, I don't know what they're going to do with Kreider because he's chasing the goals. I know I know, Gallant wants him to get there, but if they can take that line and make that like our number one line, that like Heedle, Lafreniere, Kako line, or even a, a, 
with Goodrow in the middle, uh, any situation of that, I just want them to get a lot of minutes. Like you said, I want them to get the experience. This is the time to do it. And I really hope they can play well. I'm excited to see them play in the playoffs. It's a tune-up for the playoffs. That's what it is. Like these last two games, it's just gearing up. I mean, Lafreniere is in that mode right now already, but now if if Kako could come back tonight, then he needs to get into that mode too. Like he needs to start tuning up for the playoffs. Like, if you go back to that play-in series, Kako was a completely different player from what he had been in that regular season. Like I saw a lot more, a lot more snarl and grit out of him. Like he was, there was pushback from him. It wasn't just like the whistle is dead and he skates away. Like no, he he would he would throw the body around too. Like and I like to see that. You know what I mean? And I think Kako could be Kako and Lafreniere could be could be big game players. Like they could be. They could be real difference makers. For it could this be deadly, team. man. You know, coming right. into these games and the playoffs, having those two guys who, you know, honestly, where Lafreniere comes from, the awards he's won, the points he's put up, I, I don't think the moment's too big for him. I think he's a guy that's going to seize the moment instead of shy away from it. Um, and Kako, I think that him coming back, and he looked so strong in those couple games before he got hurt. It was so, honestly, it was scary to see him get hurt because of the way he went down. But, Man, I I keep telling people, don't sleep on that line. And then you look at the other teams. Who are you matching up against that line? You already have to match up your tops against the Kreider line. You have to match up your tops against the Panarin line. You can't put Panarin versus weaker opponents. You can't put Zibinijad versus weaker opponents. So you're going to be playing against the third or fourth strongest defensive pairing. If you're that Lafreniere-Kako mm-hmm. line, like watch out. That's That's something to really watch out for. Yeah, I was saying in, I think it was the game against Detroit when Lafreniere had that spectacular goal. Earlier in the game, I was like, okay, Lafreniere is looking good. And once he got like bumped up to that line, he started on the fourth line and then Kako left the game and then he got bumped up to the third line. He scores his first goal. I said, watch out because this kid could be dangerous against other teams. Like yeah. you just said, against the, the third pairing defenseman uh, or a tired first pair defenseman, uh, you know, that makes them dangerous, like actual threats on the ice. Uh, they yeah, could draw no penalties, rest. set it up. Yeah, no rest. That you could set it up. The power play. If you draw a penalty, you set it up for the other guys, like like uh, Zibanejad and Panarin. That the first power play unit, basically, is what I'm saying. Uh, but yeah, he's he could he has the tools to put it all together right now, like and yeah. and right before right in front of our eyes. And you know, it's it's good to see. I I, I love to see it. And I think, again, one one more time, just to nail home the point, I think he should get as much time as possible in these last two games, especially now that Panarin and Cup are have been ruled out against Montreal for precautionary reasons. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I did see that, yeah. Yeah, and um, as of now, Zach Jones has been recalled. I believe, I believe Hayek, Brodzinski, Hayek, Brodzinski, Braun, Julian Gauthier, Greg McKegg, and Zach Jones were on the ice for the optional skate at MSG. So we'll have to see if they slot into the lineup tonight. All those people of- you just said, we should see them. And then Kako, Lafreniere, and Heedle, number one line. And that's right. who should play. Like, I honestly, man, I just don't want to see anyone get hurt. And the reason I'm okay with seeing the kid line out there, even with Kako a little banged up, that line needs this time to gel together because when they were together, they, they looked pretty good. So I would like to see them get a high amount, the highest amount of ice time possible. 
Right, yeah, it's, they got to get geared up and into that mindset for the playoffs. Uh, especially that last game against Washington. Like, that's a playoff opponent. That's a perfect That's perfect for them. Like, you know, just get into that mindset. Okay, you're playing a good team. This is what it's going to be like. But you're going to be on, you're on the top line for this game. So it's going to be a little bit more difficult. So now, once you take the training wheels away, once they're in the, the playoffs and on the third line, it might be a little bit easier for them. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think... I'm glad it's ending like this. I'm glad it's ending Montreal uh, Capitals, even though like Montreal, I'm not saying is like a uh, a waste away team at all, but I'm glad that we're playing the Capitals before the playoffs as a little tuner game because yeah. we, we might even be playing the Capitals in the, that might be, that might be the preview that we could end up playing them. So, you know, we'll definitely see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll have to see like who they start in goal. Get a good read on their goalie. Uh, I think Georgiev for, for us, the the Rangers should start Georgiev the last two games. Shesterkin needs to rest. He's played well, and uh, I mean against Carolina, that's just a, a really really tough matchup for the Rangers. Really really tough. Just, They're a good team, man. They got a great yeah, coach. Yeah, Brenda Moore is awesome. I was. I was praying that he he wouldn't sign with the, the Hurricanes, but <laughs> that like, he would leave. I, yeah, yeah. Like I, I think it was after last season, but there was yeah. like just no shot that was gonna happen. No shot. Nah, they were gonna like lock a, him up, man. Hundred percent. Yeah, the, just the way he, his style of coaching. I love that they are so relentless on the forecheck. They don't give you any room to maneuver. To to maneuver, you have to move the puck out quickly, and the Rangers. Many times this season are not good at that at all. Like they they take just a little bit too much time in their own end moving the puck out, and that's why they get a lot. They have a lot of problems. If we could talk about that just for a second, I'm so yeah. glad you brought that up because sometimes I'll you know I watch the games with my dad when I'm home on the weekend. I work nights during the week, but a lot of the times I'm listening to the games, and uh, I you know I don't listen to the radio. I actually listen to Sam and Joe um, just because of how much easier it is to get on my phone. Which again oh, okay. is uh, pretty difficult with uh, you know Sam Rosen's. Uh, they scored. No, actually, it was Carolina's goal. Oh no, with the Rangers scored. And I'm like, what is going on in the game? <laughs> but uh, but anyway, no. There's some times where I, I mean, I watch and I go, we have such good defensemen. How are we not outletting this puck? I watch. I'm like, I watch other teams do it. Why are why can't we outlet? Sometimes they do, but why can't we just outlet the puck? Um, and, you know, that that definitely brings up some questions. That's something in the playoffs that I'm hoping can get fixed a little bit because we do get stuck in our own zone, leaving the zone. I don't even want to say a little bit. It's kind of a moderate amount of time, and it's a little, little scary when you're playing a good team like Carolina who's pinning you in your zone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes they do make the outlet pass, but it's, like, not handled well at all in the neutral zone. Like, I saw Rooney... There was one instance last night where there was a, a breakout pass to Rooney in the neutral zone, and he couldn't handle the puck, and nothing ended up happening out of it. That's what, It was like a pretty much a nothing play, but I just remember that Rooney didn't handle the puck, and you know it ended up being a turnover. Stuff like that, you need to be able to handle the puck on both ends, so you have to break it out quickly, and you have to receive it. Like Absolutely. Make sure there's no Crisco on your stick yeah. if you're the forward. Like Make sure you handle that pass well, get it in deep, Get into their zone, whatever you need to do to make sure it's out of the neutral zone because that's where the problems come. I think the Carolina's third goal, Tara Vinen's goal, uh, came off a neutral zone turnover, if, if I'm not mistaken. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Yeah, there was there was one goal where um, I think like Snyder pinched up. To, I don't know if this is the one you're talking about. He pinched up and immediately when he pinched up and it was a turnover, I was like, that's just such a bad play to step mm-hmm. up there. And But that, I mean, that's a rookie move. That's just, he's got to learn. He's got to make that play to learn to not do it. And that way yeah. they came right down and scored. It might've been, I don't know who it was. Cause again, I was, I was listening and then I saw, I, I think it was, this, I think it was a terrifying goal. Cause I yeah. did, I did catch somebody uh, pinching up at like the blue line uh, move up at, try and step up and then it turned into a two on one. But I mean, yeah, Schneider has been pretty, pretty good this year. Been for the solid, Rangers. man. Yeah. I'm solid, really like, happy with him. Yeah. It, like, eh, I can't, be- I still can't believe like how, how he came into the lineup and immediately made an impact. Like that's what I'm looking for. And he did exactly that made a statement game and he's been here ever since. And honestly, I think he, he does. He's deserving to be in the lineup game one of the playoffs. Absolutely. I just I just want to know what we're feeding our defensemen down in Hartford, because it's like we have a logjam of them. I, honestly, I thought during uh, the even the, the trade deadline, I thought we were going to move one of them just because we have so many. Um, but uh, Snyder, 100 percent worthy of being up there. I love the grit. I love they call him baby Truba. I love that he's out there. He's rocking bodies. I think that was a uh, who was that? The Devils that he got into a fight with. Yeah, he, he I think he messed that guy up. And I know Sharon Govich. I don't think he's a fighter, um, but I don't think he expected that sort of pummeling. That was that was pretty fun to watch. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. yeah, yeah. I I really like Schneider's game, and you're right about about them f- feeding defensemen and uh, and their entire organization. Like we have really good defensemen. They just got to put all the tools together. Keandre Miller is on the verge of becoming a superstar. Like I know, man. Words. Like he is like just one or two mistakes a night away, like cleaning up those one or two from becoming Fox level. Like that's yeah. how good I think he, sh- he could be. Like I see him make a mistake and I'm like, I'm pissed because I know he could be basically <laughs> like Fox in the, in his own end. Like he could just go an entire game without making a single mistake. And then there's just one time, one mistake, like last night, one mistake. Uh, I think it was Lindgren tripped over his, his stick and he it led to i think it was the first goal he couldn't block the shot because he didn't have his stick it was a uh, trocheck with the first yeah. goal i believe yeah. yeah that uh that actually that play again i was listening to and i actually tweeted out during it and i said miller drops his stick far too much i didn't oh, know I Lindgren that, stepped yeah. on it because they said that he dropped it and when i you know rewatched, it, i was like well i mean he had no chance but i think you're right and i think as fans since they're playing so good we forget how young our team is mm-hmm. and i dude same thing miller makes a mistake and i'm like bench him right now but then i'm like all right relax this guy you know he's 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 a young kid and i think that i think we have so many young guys that are ready to break out i think it's gonna be like we could be like the maple leaves in in you know just a few years where we have all these guys that are maturing and it's like wow we're and then other teams look and they go, where did all these guys come from? They were there. They just they just were growing. Let's you know? just hope we have the playoff players. Like, uh, I don't know if you follow Fitz on uh, on Twitter. 
Yeah, I do. He calls them sixteen game players. Let's hope we have those guys. Like, well, we'll find out. You know, we don't want we don't want f- perennial first round exit on our on our mantle. No, we want we want deep playoff runs. We want like proven successors. This and is going to be when we find yeah, out uh, who's who's made of it. Out. Exactly. This is not like the the three game play in like a couple a couple years ago. This is like an actual best of seven playoff season. We're gonna see it. We'll we'll have to see. I'm excited to see what happens. I think there's plenty of candidates to for 16 game players. I think Keandre Miller's a, a really uh, a a big candidate to be one of those guys that that plays all those games with physicality. We know Truba could be that. He had long playoff runs with Winnipeg. We I think Lafreniere can do it. I think Kako could do it. We know Kreider's done it throughout yes. the, the entirety of his career. Panarin could definitely do it. Know that. But we, we have to see. And Goudreau. Goudreau is actually like not talked about enough, I feel like. He's <laughs> so worth that contract. I cannot emphasize that enough. $3.6 million. I have no problems with that whatsoever. And to me, he is the glue on that line between Lafreniere, Hedl, and Hedl. As of right now, absolutely, man. Yeah, just he brings. You have the skill. Hedo makes his own zone entries, which is fantastic. Everyone else on the team has to dump it in, and you have to get a four check going. Hedo could use his speed, his his skating ability to gain the the zone, and then Lafreniere could do everything. It's just a really, really nice balanced line, and I love that. I think Goudreau is fits in so perfectly on this team, and you can play multiple positions too. Really, I I agree with you. Uh, it's a, I have a little funny story about Goudreau, and I'll I'll make it quick. Uh, I listen to a lot of the games, like I said. So um, earlier in the season, uh, again, a guy I talked to a lot about hockey, uh, Lady Liberty on uh, Twitter. I had messaged him because. Goudreau is more of an unsung hero. And when you listen to the games, you don't you don't really hear his name much because it's the little things he does where, you know, he's not getting assists, getting goals. I know he's got a good amount of points, but it's the it's the penalty killing, man. It's that sort of stuff. And I messaged him. I said, you know, how good is Goudreau for the contract that uh, that he's getting and you know he sung praises about him and then when i started getting able to watch the games because my hour shifted a little bit i was like wow man i almost feel like i missed the whole part of the season where i could have been appreciating this guy's play um and then you know i can't even mention goudreau without mentioning uh you know ak goudreau on twitter who absolutely is in love with him so i had to i had to give her the shout out uh you know i think uh I think Maddie's got to watch out because she's she's after him for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, but the, I I said it from early on in the season. I said like there were people that had problems with Goudreau in the very beginning of the season. Like, oh, why are we paying him all this money? I was like, just wait, just wait. This time of the season, the end of the season, after the trade deadline, this is where he proves that his money is worth like that that contract that value Couldn't he has more. is worth it. This these are the games that he is paid for. Right here, right now. Absolutely, and, man. Yeah, blocking shots, you know, winning puck battles in the offensive zone, being a two-way forward out there at the last few minutes of the game. You love to see it with. Yeah, him. not to mention winning cups, man. That he he's won cups, and that bringing that to a young team, you know, a guy who's been there, done that, knows what it takes, knows how hard it is. You know, him. It's funny, him and a guy like Lafreniere, Kako's ears, who hasn't went through that. I know Lafreniere hasn't even played a full season before. He's played like what the 60, 70 games was his highest. He's never played a whole season uh, in the NHL. He 
He was talking Taco. about that in uh, uh, Lafreniere, Rare, I think, in uh, in one of his things. He was saying he hasn't played a season this long. Pro- probably Kako too. I mean, um, but you know, Goodrow in their ear telling them, "Hey, this is what it takes, and this is what we're going to have to do," and blah blah blah. That I mean, that that goes. That's just unbelievably valuable to have in your locker room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I agree. And having Reeves there too, I always talk about Reeves. I love I, that I, man. I, yeah, love that man. Give him the let him be mayor of New York. Like honestly, just one of the big voted. boys, baby. Yeah, yeah, he brings so much to the locker room. Besides, just just him being there is just is enough. That's it. He's That's done it. his job, just... man. He changed the whole culture of this team. If he didn't play another second of ice time, I think he's completely done his job. Now I hope he does play another second of ice time, but I think he's changed so much in that locker room. You know, Gigi got him for a reason. So it was. There was so much melancholy last season. Just so much negative was like so many negative things happened last season. Oh, it's terrible. And it didn't start out well this year either. You think back to the Kravtsov situation right before opening night, and I was devastated. Like (laughs) I love Kravtsov. I love Kravtsov. Like I think he's like our most underrated prospect. Like I think he has a huge chance to be a successful NHL player. And I was sad to see that he didn't make the team and that he got he got sent down and that he was he didn't want to go down and instead went to the KHL and I was upset. But yeah. we've come a long way since then. I've seen we have. more I've seen more personality and character that out of this group of Rangers than I've seen out of them at all, like since they got here. Like more personality from Kreider since like he even got came to the team all the way back in 2012 like this is great i love Kreider, and this is the last thing i want to talk about i think Kreider should be captain if you paid attention i know you yeah. listen to the games but i don't know if you got a chance to see his his interview in between the uh in, in the first intermission that was just a spectacular interview about the oh, about the, the award yeah about the, the Stephen mcdonald yes. extra effort award you could you could tell you look into his eyes look into his eyes Listen to what he's saying, how he's saying it, like the tone in his voice. And you go back to when he accepted the award, you look at his face. He was fighting back tears hard. Like he knows how much it means. And that's what you want your, your leader to be, to, to, have some, to be someone that is understanding of, of the situation. Like he knows what that guy went through, what uh, Officer McDonald went through, how, much, how many players have, have gotten that before him Zuccarello Kreider Zabanejad Lundqvist all those guys legends on the Rangers have touched that award have had that and he's one of them and he's accepting of it and I think that's why he he recognized that's the the greatest thing he's ever accomplished in the the NHL and yeah man honestly I was fighting back tears that was that was crazy dude like you know I it was hard for me to believe they'd give it to anyone else. Um, you know, maybe Shesterkin, you know, yeah, maybe. I agree. I, other than that, I, I can't see it because, you know, what Kreider's done this year is incredible. And I I remember he said something in, in like, before the season started, something about really buying in and, you know, being playing. And he was almost saying he was, like, playing a different position because he's playing, like, net front a little more. Um, you know, he Galant's putting him in the places where – He's thriving. And I think a lot of that with him and the players is just winning cures all. And you start the season winning and you're like, wow, this guy knows what he's talking about. This guy 
And then you get guys like Reeves who says, yeah, man, I, I played for this guy. This guy, he's a great guy. You know, I don't know exactly what they're saying in the locker room, but I'm sure it's something like that. And uh, they all bought in. And a lot of the time, just success is buying into your coaching. And uh, I think they did. And I think we got a special team. I love this team, man. The 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 camaraderie, the the emotion. I'm, I'm, an, emo- I'm an emotional guy, so I like seeing emotion. Like, I like players like that. And man, every time Kreider scores a goal, it looks like his voice is just going to shatter the boards. It's like the yeah. best thing ever. And uh, I, I'm, I'm all in, bro. I bought in. They bought in. I, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Kreider ready is all in. And his character arc from the time he was drafted to now is I think it's about to reach its climax. Like, I think he should be captain of the New York Rangers. I, do too. I think Chris Kreider has earned it, not just because he's been here from the Lundquist era, like our previous championship run, but he has proven this year that he is more than he more than he is has been as a player in his career. He's done more than what I had asked him to for. Before this season, I wanted a captain, yes, but I was I wanted someone to prove to me without a shadow of a doubt that they should be that they're gonna be the person that stands up during the intermission when you're down a goal heading into the third period and say, who's going to get the next goal? I'm the leader. I'm the captain. You're going to follow my example, and we're going to win this. And I needed Kreider to be more consistent this year. Too much in his career, he was too streaky, where it was just he would go 10-game stretch where he'd have 10 goals, and then a 20-game stretch where he'd have one point. Right, and he's done more than that this year. He he has 50 goals this year. I didn't need him to score 50 goals. I just needed him to, (laughs) to, 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 like, not go on any long streaks of without a goal and he's done that this year it's i saw that in like within the first two three months of the season i'm like this is a different player this is it right here this is the Kreider that we've all been waiting for that we've all wanted and it's right before our, our, our eyes and i think he's the perfect candidate for me to lead the rangers into the playoffs as the captain and i saw that picture that you posted goosebumps man yeah dude i mean Honestly, I don't even know what to add because everything you just said, I agree with. It's, uh, you know, that picture, um, I, I found it on Twitter and I saved it and I tweeted it out because it was it was amazing. And that Photoshop's great. Uh, I think the stamp on that picture is someone's Twitter. So if you see it, you could just follow them. But it was incredible. It was, uh, you know, I think like my dad was saying earlier in the season, every time Kreider was scoring, he's like, well, he's not a goal scorer. Well, he's not a goal scorer. Well, you know, he's not really a goal scorer. And then you finally, you're like, maybe he's a goal scorer. (laughs) It was like, you know, and it's, it's honestly, again, I really think it's coaching, putting him in the right positions to make plays, um, putting him net front. He's such a big guy. How How do you move him? And I mean, overall past the goals because goals don't mean everything. You know, again, we don't see what's in the locker room, but this guy is just the heart of the Rangers. And if he was named captain, I I don't think anyone is more deserving on this team. Yeah, honestly, I, I really I, I'll agree with you on there. I I, yeah. I agree. Uh, yeah. To the point about not being a goal scorer, I mean, he's a he was so clearly a north south hockey player. That's yes, <laughs> Larry Brooks. Larry Brooks's favorite kind of hockey player. You see, if you've read any of his articles, he's just like that's all he wants. He wants a guy that goes like skates in straight lines, like a Josh Anderson. Yeah, and Kreider has 
finally, finally realized <laughs> that that's the kind of player that he is and did it this year. So now I don't think there is as much of a need for that player at all anymore for the Rangers because they have him. They found him right man. there on line one. For, first found line himself. left wing. Yeah, Kreider found himself. There you go. Right there. Perfect. And yeah, just it would just be such a fitting a fitting way for him to for just for Kreider's story to him become becoming captain. I think yeah, that would, like, that's it. He's like an anime character. It's like it's like a crazy exactly. anime or you know something like that where you know Dragon Ball Z where he like you know becomes yeah. you know crazy Super Saiyan. But I, I think I think he he should get the C. Uh, I think he's deserved it, and it would be you know uh, another title for him to put on his resume that has been outstanding for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think we're gonna wrap this up. Is there anything else you wanted to add before? No, man. And again, I really appreciate, uh, you know, being on uh, the podcast that, uh, you know, I at work, I, like I said, I don't really watch a lot. So um, I get to listen to a lot. So, you know, I throw the podcast on. If you're listening to this, make sure you uh, subscribe on, uh, you know, Spotify and, uh, you know, do your thing. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, glad that you listen. Ice Cold Takes fans, make sure you listen this week, next week, forever. Hey Rangers fans, thank you so much for listening to the Ice Cold Takes podcast this week. Make sure you follow at Ice Cold Takes Pod on Twitter to stay up to date with the latest Rangers info. See you all next week. Time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I know.